Yo, Haitian, go crazy with it. My name is Gafisa, you're listening to Shabbat Kat, and I hope you're having an amazing day. Hey, if you like that beat, that's Haitian's work. You can find him on Instagram, his handle is at one Haitian, that would be one, the number one, H-A-Y-S-H-U-N. Today's episode is titled White Paint, let me show you why. Many painters use white paint to lighten their colors. Whether they prep the mixture or play with pigments on their canvas, white paint can be a pretty big deal. You might hear artists complain about not having enough white paint quite often. However, some use yellow in order to lighten their colors instead. Others can do a quick color study of their work and banish white paint altogether from the painting. They adapt. They adapt because they don't want their work to depend on white paint. They want that feeling of taking control even when life shoves a plan B down their throats. As you probably guessed, this isn't really about white paint. As a matter of fact, this episode isn't about painters at all. We all have our go-to resources, activities, places, or people we choose to rely on. We make them part of our plan because they truly help. I mean, I don't think you need me to tell you that life gets hard and that we all try to find coping mechanisms. The lack of white paint analogy refers to the times where everything doesn't go as planned. Maybe for some reason you weren't able to do a certain activity, lost your job, or creative opportunity. Perhaps there's a global pandemic keeping you from accessing your safe spot. Would it be possible that someone has let you down? Intentionally or unintentionally in this case, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter because anyone who finds themselves in this situation would take the time to recalculate. Some of us do it rapidly, others take some time to do it. And we're back to the thing. Those of us who can find a solution quickly are like the painters who replace the white paint by yellow paint in order to to create lighter shades. Or like the painters who eliminate the white paint altogether and try to create their goals without it. New goals. There's a category of painters I hadn't mentioned. The one who puts the painting aside until they buy white paint. In the meantime, they would work on something else. Now, if it's a painting that they were just doing for fun, that's cool. But what if an important buyer ordered a 72 by 36 inch piece that should be ready by 6.30 tomorrow morning? It's 11 p.m. All our supply stores are closed. You don't know anyone in your radius who could lend you white paint. You live in an apartment, and part of the money you're selling that piece is 
You're selling that piece for is meant to pay your rent this month. Oh, by the way, the landlord is coming to pick up the money at 8.30, which is two hours after hypothetically getting paid for this gigantic piece. Basically, you feel like you're about to crack under pressure. How did you get there? You feel stuck. You want to tell yourself that you need to carry on and move forward, but you don't know which decision to make, which way to go. You're not a Disney's Pocahontas and you don't want to paint with all the colors of the wind. Well, um, life doesn't care, darling. In other words, you're gonna have to get out of your comfort zone because if you don't, well, technically you still wouldn't be in a comfort zone. Remember the landlord situation? And your reputation as an artist, you're gonna have to use that yellow paint or change the concept altogether. Maybe things will go well, maybe they won't. Maybe you won't like the piece, but your client might. You know, you should take the risk. Well, this happens in real life. To our fellow non-painter listeners, when you feel stuck, you're already uncomfortable. You might as well get out of your comfort zone. Not taking the risk is taking another risk, an illogical one. That's something we tend to forget. We refuse to take risks because of our tendency to give fear that much power over us. Let's stop making that much place for fear in our hearts. I'm not just talking about when we know we're stuck. Sometimes we're stuck without realizing that we're stuck. We're stuck in a hole that we dig on our own and we just can't see it. Maybe it's due to a series of bad decision making. Maybe it's just about self-limitation. You know what I mean? This box we created in which we stay. We actively stay in that box by listening to doubt and insecurities, mostly anyway. We dismiss all the tools that are given to us to make a situation better or to live in a reality that we would prefer. Our life's a movie and instead of behaving like starring actors, you're an extra, or worse, the person who occasionally watches it. As if your opinion and your well-being didn't count. Take care of yourself. This applies to the quality of your decision making. Get out of your typical comfort zone. Progress will come when you raise the bar. Take it one step at a time. Your white paint is overrated. You can do this. According to Wikipedia, the psychological coping mechanisms are commonly termed coping strategies or coping skills. The term coping generally refers to adaptive, constructive coping strategies. That is, strategies that reduce stress. In contrast, other coping strategies may be coined as maladaptive if they increase stress. In case you still didn't get it, during this episode, I have not been encouraging you to keep turning to so-called coping mechanisms that would increase your stress level. You have to make good decisions for yourself. You deserve to feel good.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can follow Shubakat on Instagram. That will be C H O U B L A K four, the number four. You can also subscribe to whichever platform you're listening to this from. I'm an artist, and you'll also find my work on Instagram. My handle is Rafisarido. That will be R A F I S A. R-E-L-O. Have a blessed day. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye.